<laughs> Hi there. I'm world-famous mezzo-soprano Jamie Barton, and you're listening to the CVH Podcast. That's what she said. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Sunday, February 20th. I uh, I'm, I woke up hurt this morning. Mm. I took a I took a big fall in the show, uh, and not a big fall, <laughs> but when you're six foot four and two hundred and forty pounds, it's anything anything is a big fall. And I, I get grabbed by one of the other singers, and I get tossed in the last scene. You know, just like thrown to the side, and and um, um, seems like at some point in my career, a, 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 a fight director said, hey, you know, when you take a fall on stage, you got to hit muscle. You know, you hit your you hit your backside, and then you hit the hit your, um, you know, your your upper back. Anywhere where there's like thick muscle is a good idea to hit. You know, you don't want to hit bone. Nobody should hit bone right on stage. And I've learned that, and I don't hit my knees on stage, or or come down on your elbows or anything like that. But um, uh, I came down on my hip yesterday, <laughs> and I knew it was bad the second I the second I hit the stage. I was like, oh shit, that was bad. <laughs> And uh, I'm trying to like uh, negotiate in the minute that, <laughs> that the pain is shooting up through my leg, um, but you know we're 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 going into the very last uh, bit of the scene, and so of course you know adrenaline takes over and you just do your thing and you're fine. But I was so funny, um, you know, uh, 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 I make an exit way upstage, and um, you know I managed to get up I didn't really feel anything when I got up and I and I exited the stage and 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 came off and then had to come down about six or seven steps um to go back around uh you know to come in for the bow and as I hit these steps I could just feel <laughs> I thought oh my what have you done <laughs> I'm not 20 you know I got 43 year old should be able to take a fall but at the same time you know I'm not a small guy and uh, um, it was clear that I had not fallen the way I should have and uh, uh, sort of limped through the, the bow. And every time I bent over to take a bow, I <laughs> had this pain shoot through my, through my leg. I go, oh, God damn it. <laughs> You're trying to smile and be cool about it, but uh, it was, I, I, I think I had a hard time hiding that it was like an old man limping off stage at the end of the show. <laughs> So, you know, you know, come home and, and uh, dull the pain. But this morning, as soon as I woke up and got out of bed, I thought, <laughs> oh, how stupid. My own fault. You know, it's just kind of in the moment. We, we sort of bleed in that last scene, and it feels good. It really feels good to, to let go. It feels like therapy in a way, um, just like this, you know. It, it, it feels like um, this is the end and it's dramatic and it's the climax and, and we should bleed and, and, um, you can, you can sort of blow out your voice is the wrong word, but you can definitely sort of lean on it a little bit. Now it doesn't have to be beautiful. It has to be dramatic. And, and so it's easy to get caught up into the emotional part of it. And so when the commendatore grabs me and, and, uh, gives me a toss, I really sort of take this dive, um, that I think looks good. It must look good because I'm, <laughs> I'm going for it. Um, but I, I landed wrong yesterday and the rake sort of, uh, stunted it a little bit and yeah, we're gonna have to work on that for the next time. It's something to, <laughs> you know, I'm just an opera singer. You shouldn't come limping off stage like you, just, <laughs> like you were just in a wrestling match, but 
that's that's kind of what happened. You know, in your head you think I'm just gonna no problem. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this dive and I'm gonna roll out. And you think <laughs> in your in your brain you've got time to like plan how you're gonna fall. And and we've rehearsed it a bunch. You know, I do I do know the way that I'm supposed to do it, but it it sort of came at a funny moment yesterday, and I I uh, took a hit. I took a hit. <laughs> You know, in a way that feels good, you wake up the next morning, you feel a little bit satisfied. You're like, yeah, I did something last night. I earned my money last night. I'm in pain. <laughs> At least I'm not in vocal pain. That's good. I did feel like I was running out of gas early last night. I could tell by the intermission. I thought, mm, you better find some places to back up a little bit. And I don't know what it was. I don't know. Um, who knows, right? You, you, you could try and point to a bunch of things, but... You know, last night was show number seven. In, in normal life or regular opera life, seven is, is pretty much the max. You know, we're, we're not really doing that, you know, not too often are we doing more than that. And this is a big run. And so I thought, well, you, you could just be fatigued. You're doing them every three days. And this could just be part of that. Um, um, you know, so as I could feel that I was starting to get a little bit fatigued, I, your brain transitions and you start to consider technique more. Uh, whereas... Probably I don't think about technique too often when I'm singing. It's it's uh, something you've trained enough that it should just be natural. But um, I started to really consider it in the moment, um, probably from the top of the second act, and and that really helped. Uh, and I was I was talking about um, after the show with a couple of singers and just talking about uh, somebody somebody said that they admired my courage in the last scene because I just seemed to go for it and and. Um, and they asked how I did it, you know, how, what was my thought process or what was I thinking? And I, I said, um, it, the foundation just has to be steady. If you want to tinker around with everything above ground, the foundation has to be, has to be steady. And, and so I sort of went back to basics for the second half of the show and that, that paid out. Listen up, young singers. You can't have the fruit without the root. <laughs> I said that last night too. They liked it. <laughs> Uh, it's such a, um, that was the seventh show last night, and again, 2,700 seats sold. I asked how many seats there were, and I was told last night that every last seat was sold. You know, to the rafters, okay, it was Saturday night, That's that helps, but that is the seventh show where we have been almost completely, well, last night was completely sold, and all the other shows were almost completely sold. Like I said, there were some scatterings across the, you know, in the corners that, that had a few missing, but I see faces to the last row, all the way up at top. I mean, it, it looks like it's a mile away, and those folks are dressed and in their seats, and they don't move. Uh, it, it, it blows my mind, you know, and I said it last night, and, and you know, I've, I've been singing in Europe for a long time, and I've seen full houses for a long time, but um, after working in the States the last five, seven years, you know, we've seen the audience start to thin. Um, I'm trying to figure it out. I really am trying to figure it out because this city is so hungry for it. It's so hungry for it. And this is not the touristy side of town. You know, at the Palais Garnier, which is quite possibly the most beautiful theater in the world, that you, you'll have tourists that'll buy every last seat, you know, and, and don't even care what's on stage. They just want to get inside the building. That's sort of an unfair uh, comparison. But the Bastille is, <clears throat> excuse me, is, um, you know, it's not like some tourist destination. This is, this is the French people. This is the Parisians. And uh, they're dying to get in there. They're just dying to get in there. And I, I, I'm trying to understand why this works so well here. 
And in the States, we're, we're looking at box office trouble. You know, it's always, it's always being considered in the United States. Well, we're, we can't do that number, number of shows. We can't sell it. And, um, you know, surely there are rooms of people, I hope, I hope, uh, trying to figure this out for us in the States. And, and um, you know, every time I start to think about it, I get sad and I, I, I don't understand how we don't translate this. Now, culture in America is not, is not um, I don't know. I don't know what I want to say. I, I, it, it doesn't seem to be pressed upon um, in the same way. Now, look, over here you have major government subsidies that help pay for this. Um, that, um, you know, from what I understood in a recent interview with, uh, with, a, with the boss over here, he said that government subsidies effectively pays for the 1,500 full-time employees. You know, and past that is, is uh, ticket sales and donations. And that would include, you know, any and all production, music staff, artists, that kind of stuff. But for the 1,500 of, of the in-house full-time employees, that is, that is a bill effectively covered by the government. Now imagine that. Okay, they got high taxes here. There's no denying that. They got high taxes. Um, our system is different. Uh, our system is, is not like that in the States. But I think there's an emphasis on culture here that we are missing. There is way too much shit television in America that has just flooded the brains of people to where they can't concentrate on something past 20 seconds. Uh, or the thought of not looking at their phone you know, for an hour in the dark is just mind-boggling to them. And over here they can do it, and it's um it's a problem. It's um, and it's probably not one that you can put back in the bag. You know, it's out now, and 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 I think um, we're just going to have to have some kind of different approach or thought process in the states. If uh, I don't like that, I can see, um, and this is not the case in New York, but almost anywhere else, you know, there's there's been a, a downgrade in the number of performances we do you know, compared to 10 or 15 years ago. It's a, it's a trend and you go, where does this stop? Um, I think it's becoming more and more clear to me that our business is over here. Uh, I think, I think truly our, 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 our business is going to be in Europe. Um, this audience here is so hungry for it. They put up a bunch of shows a year. This is a this is a phenomenal company, a phenomenal company. And I've never been inside a larger opera house in my life. The just the sheer square footage of it is is um, astounding. Um, you know, there's got to be six full stages behind the stage where they can load all. You know, they can they can do the rep shows and and keep pulling one and putting the other out in the stage. And it, it's just a phenomenal space. Um, incredibly impressive. You know, and I don't, I don't expect, I'm not one of these guys who thinks the government needs to, um, you know, subsidize the arts, but um, there needs to be a different model or, or at least um, an emphasis in school uh, on the importance of this stuff. And I realize Don Giovanni is not America's culture and it's not, it's not necessarily France's culture either, but they, they've adopted it. You know, I guess, I guess, um, uh, you know the, the proximity of, of France to the rest of Europe is is clear. You know this is their culture, but um, we have a disconnect over there. We have a disconnect. You know, I had a friend, one of my one of my great friends growing up, just a regular guy. You know, like sports, like you know baseball, and you know just like a regular regular dude. One of my good friends, and his mother always took him to Broadway shows, and he hated it. He went kicking and screaming. He he really just like recoiled, but she insisted. 
and she took him to the symphony and she took him to museums and and he at the time he would it was one big long eye roll like oh sorry guys can't can't come out tonight mom's taking me to a show you know and he would go see a broadway show in new york and she would make him get dressed and he would have to go and do this thing that he really fought against at least to us you know maybe inside he loved it but outwardly he seemed to be very annoyed by this and my friend now um to this day is an avid theater goer loves it loves it comes to see me all the time he's seen me all over the world still with the broadway shows he's constantly interested in a live show and a live performance um uh, his mom had his mom had a rule in the car that if we were in the car past dark um uh, it was only on the classical station. She insisted upon if it was evening, it was classical music in the car. No, no pop music or anything like that. Another thing that we all rolled our eyes at at the time. And he he maintains this uh, art and culture. My friend is a he's a he's a military guy. He's a real man, but um, he has this part of him that's that's important. Um, uh, arts and culture to him are important. He knows shows. He wants to see shows. He's, he takes an interest. It's, it's um, uh, something that's very much a part of his life. And it really stemmed, obviously, from his, his mother's insistence that he go. And I, I, I think it's probably, you know, personal responsibility from, from one family to the next to make this stuff important. Because uh, forget about school making it important. That's not going to happen. I, I, not, not public school, anyway. That's not... Uh, I, I went to a school that had a very decent music program. It was not great. There was no orchestra, but there was a band and there was a choir and, and we did Broadway shows and that, that stuff was, um, that was available. But I, I, don't, I really don't know what it's like now. Uh, but we sort of need that, that push when kids are young to say, hey, this is important. Come do this. You know, it, it, even if he hated it at the time, he loves it now and that, that made a real... Uh, fan and so subsequently that culture is important to his children now and he's got three kids and and um, that that love of that continues which I'm sure he's going to pass right on to them um, I'm not sure uh, it's obviously not something for me to figure out but as as a performer as somebody who's invested in this business this is what I do for a living this is my chosen field I want to see people out there because the people last night at the end of that Don Giovanni were ecstatic they went nuts. They loved it. They loved it. And I'm not saying that because, uh, you know, I'm singing the big role. It doesn't matter. That audience, you know, in France, you never see a standing ovation. And we had 20% of them up on their feet, which seemed at the time, and I was told by others, like, this never happens. Um, this is important. This music is important. There's a reason Mozart's been around this long. Uh, this This can make people feel. This can make people live something different outside themselves, escape for a little bit and enter this magical world uh, that is a live performance. And I, you know, the bug is bit with me. I get it. I love a live performance. I love it. Uh, the, the, um, the risk involved in it, the magic involved in it, the, the, the recognizing when things are going well or recognizing when things aren't going well, that that's all part of this visceral experience of, of a live show. Um, I don't know. We got too much hip hop music in the states. <laughs> too much reality TV, and something something's changed in the last twenty years. I sound super old right now, but <laughs> oh man, 
Nobody wants to get old. You don't want to get old, but all of a sudden you start having this thought in your head and you're like, fuck, that sounds like an old man. <laughs> get off my lawn. <laughs> the sun is shining in Paris and that's important. Uh, that seems to be very important to me, especially on my days off. I still have three weeks here. It's a long gig. You want to get through 13 shows. You're going to be around for a while. Um, but I, I am enjoying it. We're telling a story, and, and every night it's evolving a little bit, going a little further in this direction, or somebody's taking a risk in that direction. And it's been a joy to watch my colleagues sort of take this opportunity in a long run to have these things develop a little bit. And I don't see anyone doing the exact show we plan to do. You know, it's it, the the bones of it are the same. The structure is the same. But the little nuances, the little reactions and turns, those are all starting to evolve a little bit. And, uh, you know, for a production that really stayed far, far away from uh, the humor um, that that is very obviously here in much of the text, um, you know, we, we, we were instructed and we planned... Or we were told that we were getting away from that in this production, which is fine when we all jumped on and we did it. But as it's developed a little bit, and you just can't help it with some of the language, um, it's funny. Some of these moments are very funny. And and if some people are leaning into them a little bit, I have to tell you, the audience loves it. And sometimes I wonder, and I wonder if the score is enough Um I understand we need people to interpret new ideas and sometimes modernize these productions, but um, you know what's between page one and the last page, it, it, this was sort of predetermined for us as to what the what the composer wanted, what the librettist wanted, and much of Giovanni has laughs. There are laughs involved here, and um, once we started. I, I don't say I, I don't have too many laughs in here, but certainly our Leporello does. And, and he, he in the last performance seemed to just lean into that a little bit, not much, just a little bit. And you could hear the audience reaction. You go, oh, shit. It's like an experiment. You know, I, I understand we have to do it. We're going to do this serious, Giovanni, and it's going to be this, 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 and this. But you, you neglect to um, fully appreciate the text and exactly what's that saying. And, and, and um, as we are, as performers, leaning into what we know are the moments of levity, uh, the audience is reacting accordingly and seem to enjoy it even more. And last night's audience was bar none the best one we've had. And um, there's something to be said to that. I love you for listening. You know I do. CVH Podcast, Sunday, February 20th. Uh, everybody, Sunday, Monday, February 21st. God damn, something wrong with that. Looking at the wrong thing. Uh, everybody, have a great week, and uh, we'll see you on Thursday. All right, thanks. Bye. One morning, I woke up, and I knew you A new day. A new way and new eyes to see the world. Go your way, I'll go back and get gone.
Messiah.